All right, Nesiva Sholem, Parshas Vayishlach. If you'll notice, the second page is actually a piece from Parshas Vayetze. Um, but I think th- there's a there's a Yisoid here that he talks about in Parshas Vayishlach that I think it's explained better in last week's Parsha. We didn't have a share last week, so I figured we can we can make up for that. So at the beginning of the Parsha, the first pasuk, I just put the few psukim just so you could see it. Um, it says, "Viata Amarta Hetiv Etiv Imach." Right. I, this is Yaakov as he's going approaching. Esav, for the big confrontation with Esav, he says, you told me, Hashem, that you're going to do good for me. I'll make your children like the sand of the sea. They won't be able to be counted. They'll be so numerous. Now, the issue that the Nesiva Shalom is going to point out is that that bracha was never given to Yaakov. That bracha was given to Avram. And you see the three different, very similar brachas about the numerous the, the numerous numbers of, of their children. So in the first Pasuk, this is right after the Akedah, Hashem says to Avram, Hashem says to Avram, I'll make your, your children like the stars of the heavens, and like the sand on the sea. And they'll, they'll inherit the gates of their enemies. Yitzchak is only told, The next Pasuk is, Hashem tells Yitzchak, your children will be like the stars. So both Avram and Yitzchak got the comparison to the stars. Avram also got the, uh, the comparison to the, to the, to the sand on, on the seashore. Yaakov's bracha in last week's parasha was, They'll be like the dirt of the land. Not the sand of the sea, the dirt of the land. And they will spread out across the world. And all the nations, the families of the world will be blessed by you. So the Nesiva Shalom, he, he, he brings out this point. He says, And he says to Hashem, You, ta- you said, Yaakov is... There are three brachas here. There's the bracha of being like the stars. There's the bracha of being like the seashore, the, the, the sand on the seashore. And there's the bracha of being like the, 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 the dust of the world. Yaakov was only given the dust of the world himself. And yet he invokes the one that was given to Avram Avinu of the Chol Hayyim. And why? The question is why? Why is he picked that one to invoke as he's about to uh, um, meet up with Esav? That was given to Avram Avinu. Yaakov, that we probably don't even always notice this because we figure afar, dirt to dirt by the ocean, other dirt, it all sounds the same. But it's really three separate brachas. Why wouldn't he invoke the bracha that he himself received instead of invoking the bracha that was given to Avram Avinu? So he says, The reason why, he, the reason we're reiterating the question is this is from a longer piece and he had other questions that he was dealing with, but I want to focus on this one. The Jewish people, if you take these three brachas, the Jewish people are compared to three different things. The stars of the heavens. The dirt of the of the of the ground, v'chachal al svas hayam, and like the like the uh, seashore, like the sand on the on the uh, by the by the shore. So he says this refers to different levels, different levels in serving Hashem, different levels of people uh, within Kal Yisrael. So the 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 stars are the people who are on a very high level. 
or when Klai Yisrael was in it. It could be different times in Jewish history, when the Jewish people were at a very high level. Now, when they're Afra Aritz, when they're the dirt of the land, they're not at that level of Koch Veshmaim. Stars, we know, are up. They're very, they're, they're up in heaven, right? But while stars are very elevated, the earth has an advantage that it can bring forth produce. Right? We plant, we plant in earth, and that can bring forth produce, even though it's low. And what he talks about here, which we're not going to deal with, he talks about that's the Mida of humility. When a person's humble, things can grow from that. Right? That's referring to their growth, that they're going to they're gonna grow all over the world. That's the power of growth. But the, the, the sand that is on the beach has no power. It doesn't grow. You can't plant anything on a beach. It's also very low, but it doesn't seem to have any redeeming qualities. But it serves one very important purpose. It prevents the water from, from flooding mankind, from flooding, right? The, the beach stands as a, as, a, uh, as a blockade from the ocean overwhelming uh, the dry land, overwhelming mankind. That's what Hashem said when He said, I'm going to make you like the seashore. That even when you're in the lowest possible situation, right? Where you haven't, it seems like Kal has no redeeming qualities. It doesn't seem like you're doing anything. You're not like the stars. You're not having these high thoughts and serving Hashem in a, in a very elevated way. And you're not even causing things to grow. You're just literally like sand. Nothing, it doesn't look like you have any, any redeeming quality. It seems like there's no koyach of kedusha. There's no power of holiness. You don't have, you're not like the stars and you're not like the, the dirt that can bring out uh, growth. Hashem says, nevertheless, I will still give you the bracha of chal hayam. I will still give you this protective quality. Like as we mentioned, that the, the beach prevents the water from overwhelming mankind. The Jewish people always have that kind of protective quality. That's why Yaakov refers to this one right now, the beach. Why? He, what he deals with in other parts of the piece is, why was Yaakov so worried about, about, uh, about encountering Esav? Yaakov even knew he's a tzaddik. So we know Rashi tells us, that he thought he used up his, but that's, he, the Nesim Shalom explains, that's not really how betachan works. You have to have betachan and Hashem, even when you may not be worthy of being saved. Hashem promised he's going to save you. So he's talking about, Yaakov is talking about, Future, he wasn't worried about that moment, about what was going to happen with Esav. But he saw that this encounter between him and Esav was going to be a repeated encounter throughout Jewish history. And he was worried about what's going to happen when the, when the Jewish people seem to have no redeeming qualities. So he's asking Hashem to protect them always, even when they're kachol hayam. Sheyamud lam akayach shel kachol hayam. And he explained that mostly what Yaakov was afraid of was Esau's power in the in spiritual world to, to, to draw Jews away from spirituality, to convince them to join Esau who was focused on physicality. This promise that Hashem made to him, that I am with you, that when Hashem says, I will protect you, that is Hiala Gashmias. That was on Gashmias. But when it comes to spirituality, See, 
ultimately, ultimately a Jew, we know that there's a concept of hishtadlis by Gashmias, but hishtadlis by Gashmias, this idea that we have to go to work and do our efforts, that's because Hashem created the world that way. But really, what we get the salary we make, the profits that we make, really have nothing to do with our hishtadlis. They're not a direct result. Hashem created the world in that way. That's maybe we'll do another shir about that one of these days. But, but it's not really. It's not cause and effect. It's just that Hashem built that into creation that you have to go through this for whatever for whatever reason. Okay. But when it comes to ruchnius, you cannot become a talmud chacham if you don't put in the time to sit down and learn. You can't be a bal chesed if you're not giving tzedakah. You have to do your part in order to grow spiritually. That. It, it's possible, it's happened to people, that they could have a nice parnasa even if they don't make the proper efforts. It's not, not the way we're supposed to go about it necessarily, but that can happen. You cannot become a Talmud Chacham if you don't open up a Gemara. Right? Just, it's, not, it's just not possible. You have to do your Ishtadlis. Then, once a person does Ishtadlis, then people have much more success than they may be earned with their Ishtadlis. Hashem gives them the matana, But you have to do your part. That's why Yaakov was afraid. Right? When Rashi says uh, that maybe hate caused me to lose my merits, meaning maybe there's be a generation of Jews that, do, that just don't put in the effort. They don't put in the effort to Ruchnius. And therefore, what's going to protect them? They'll have no way to be victorious, to overcome. Therefore, he reminds Hashem, not reminds, but he, he invokes the promise that Hashem made, that you'll be like the Chol Hayam, that you'll be like the seashore. That promise, the Kochle Hashemayim, or the Afara Oretz, that, that Jews are producing. Different levels of producing, but they're producing. Chol Hayam means even when they're not producing, Hashem says, I'm going to take care of you. And that's what Yaakov was trying to invoke. We know that everything that happened to the others is a, is a symbol for us, his, their children. Hashem always protects the Jewish people, even if they're not worthy at all. Whatever situation a Jew finds himself in, that, that, that Hashem says, I'm going to protect you anyway. So we always have this ability to prevent the Ra, which is, which is the waters, the flood waters, right? We know Nayak, the whole world was destroyed by flood waters. We have this, this power to stop that. Okay, so now what's, what's happening over here? So what he, he explained last week is what are these three different brachas that Hashem gave? What do they really represent? So this is a piece from Vayetze. This is when that last pasuk that we quoted on the top of the first page, Hashem gave Yaakov the bracha of Afar Haaretz, that you'll be like the dirt. Right? All of the families will be blessed by you. Each one had its own unique bracha. We don't have to read through all of it again. Avram Nisbarach Shemayim, right? Uh, after the Akedah, right? And then afterwards, if you go down a few lines, Yitzchak was told and Yaakov is told Afar Haaretz. Okay? So if you go down about halfway through that paragraph, Maybe a line or two after halfway. It's brought down in the Svarim, Holy Svarim, Lavar, Inyan, Gimel, Madregas, Elu. What do these three things represent? Right, what we learned in this week's parsha, the first page, is really just telling us the effects of it. But what, what are these three levels? Those three levels. 
There are tzaddikim that are not from this world, right? We've, 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 we, whether we've met them, we've certainly heard about them, we've read about them. There, were tzad, there are tzaddikim that are, they're, they're in the Himmels. They're in, that's, that's the Lushan that you use. They're, they're heavenly people. They're, they're not really connected to the things of this world. They're doing things that we don't understand. But there's one problem with those types of tzaddikim. That problem is they're not very relatable. It's very hard. Like if you have uh, somebody, you, if you went into Reb Chaim Kanievsky, right, and he told you, like, you told him you're learning, like, you know, 18 hours a day, and he says you're slacking off, right? It's hard, it's hard to relate to, to someone like that. They're, they're tremendous tzaddikim. They're keeping the world going. But as far as interpersonally to relate to them, it's very difficult. So he says, that those that tzaddikim of the world, those who are matzdik the world, those who keep the world running, they are like this, the stars. Even with each other, they don't really understand, they don't really relate because each one has his unique avoida. So you could have tzaddikim, that we know from everybody else's perspective, it's very clear that they're both tzaddikim. They can't get along, not, not in a bad way. I'm saying they just don't understand each other because this one has his avoida and that one has that his avoida. They become, they're, they're very removed from this world. Each one is illuminating on his own. But they don't, it, there's not a, there's not a, there's not a symbiosis. There's not a, uh, there's not a connection. When they have such a clarity of their mission in the world, when they do everything in such a high way, it's very hard to connect to others. Even other people who are on their level but have a different path, it's very hard to, 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 to connect. What about the sand on the sea? So that's kochavim, those tzaddikim who are carrying the world, who are illuminating the world with their light like the stars do at night. But they're not, but they're pretty much individuals. They're pretty much alone. What about the, the sand? They serve as, that serves as a barrier. Sand serves as a barrier so that the waves of the sea do not inundate the world. Now here is the opposite. Every one grain of sand has absolutely no value. It, it, it has no value. It can't, it's not stopping any water. It's not, it, it doesn't accomplish anything. One grain of sand does nothing. How does sand have the power to stop the water? Because they, they gather together. When you have millions of grains of sand on the beach, now the water is stopped. When they all join together, when there's achdus amongst the sand, now the waves can't attack the world. He says the same thing is true of the Jewish people. That it could be that a person, you have a Jew, he's not one of those stars, so he's like a grain of sand. But when they're, when they're together, when they have achdus, that could protect them from all the waves of the, of the ocean. And then he explains the third one, the afar ha'aretz, the dirt. That is, it also has this idea of dveikas, which we generally translate as clinging, but it's a, it's a, almost like a working together, the way he's using it here. The, 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 the sand on the seashore only has achtas. They're together, but they're not doing anything, right? They're just 
All those millions of sands are there together, they're unified, but they're not really accomplishing. They're not bringing out growth. Right. But the, when you take mud, mud is different, right? Sand, if you pick up sand, dry sand, it, it'll flow right through your fingers. They're not, they're not attached to each other. But together, they form, they form a wall. Dirt, where you plant, is different. That, they, they cleave to each other. They cling to each other. Therefore, it has the, the power of growth. It has the power to grow. It can, it can, bring, it can bring vegetation to life. They have their milas, they have their own benefits. But they do not have this power of bringing out new life. Okay. That's also, by the way, that a husband and wife are called Yudavak, right? He's, he clings to a husband and wife. Dveikus is what brings about children, what brings about, what brings about growth. That's what brings that about. And all of the Bria is, is, is supported, right? Without vegetation, we wouldn't have what to eat. Everything lives off of the vegetation. Human beings cattle, wild animals, birds, that's what that bring, what, what, it, they all live off what that brings out. It's all connected, right? We have in the Gemara, we had recently, not so long ago in Dafyomi, that you can, you, can be, you, can, you can be kind of one piece of land here, and with it you can be kind of nine other pieces of land all over the world. Why? Because the Gemara says they're all connected. The land is all connected. It's attached. Therefore, it can, it can be mekayim, it can support the entire world. Now back to our parsha. I mean, he's saying this in last week's parsha. Now, Yaakov knows about these three different powers in Kal Yisrael. When we're under attack, which one do we need to tap into? Right? Yaakov is, this is the first time that the, there, was a, there was a war us against them. This is the first time. Yaakov is going to greet Esav. It didn't end up being a war, but that's what he was preparing for, right? The whole beginning of the parsha. We know that he was preparing with tefillah, with gifts, with uh, separating the machnas. So what does he tap into? I'm afraid of Esav. He's going to come and he's going to kill me, the mothers and the children. And you, Hashem, said, But I'll make your children like the sand on the shore. He didn't mention the other two. He didn't mention that we're like, like we're like the stars. Or that we're like the dirt. Uh, that he himself, that was the bracha that he himself received. Rather, he's only mentioning this idea of the sand on the shore. At that moment when Esav is coming with 400 men, Esav is like the waves, the threatening waves of the ocean. Threatening to erase, to eradicate all of creation. As Yaakov said, I'm afraid of him. Maybe he's going to come and kill mothers and children. What is the power against them? That's this promise that Hashem made. So in other words, there's a time for each of these madregas. There's a time for each one of these. But when we're at war, when we're under threat of war, when, we're, when, when there are people who are dedicated to destroying us, Right, and we're living through that, but we also don't have to go too far in any moment in Jewish history. We know where that is. That is the antidote. 
That is the antidote. And that's why Yaakov Inu taps into this, into this, into this particular midah. Sheyesh lanu shanu muchadim yachad. That's, uh, that, that, this power that we have of joining together, that we, that we combine as one. We find also, he's saying this in our parsha, but he's talking about this last week in parsha Vayetzeh. At the end of last week's parsha, when Lavan chases him, after Yaakov snuck out with his wife and his children, Lavan chases him. And when they finally, Hashem warns Lavan, don't do anything, but when they finally encounter each other, when, when he comes face to face with Lavan, what does he do? He says to his brothers, and Chazal tell us who's he referring to. Uh, he's referring to his sons. And everybody asks, why is he calling them brothers? Why doesn't he say to his sons? The first Slanam Rebbe explains, Shalavan Klipa. Lavan was this was the other side, was this idea of the other side. He had to bring together this, this unity of from the side of holiness. That's why he called them his brothers. What was he saying by calling them brothers? Lavan knew who they were. Right? Why does he, he, everybody knows who they were. They're his children. Why, why is he called them his brothers? He was, the message he was giving his children is, if we stand together, Lavan can't touch us. If we stand shoulder to shoulder, nobody can, nobody can hurt us. That's how you, 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 you overcome the husks, the klipa, the other side. That's why in this week's parsha, back to this week's parsha, when Esav comes to Yaakov, like the waves of the ocean that are ready to destroy the world, to, to drown the world. That's why he invokes this. Because that is what's needed in that moment. There are other times for and Afar Haaretz. There are times, part of being a Jew is to know when you have to, when you have to tap into which Midah. There are times for that. But right now, when we're under attack, when, we're, when, we're, when our existence is threatened, the Midah that we have to tap into is Achtos. Shikoyach Achtos shel Achol shel Sfasayam. That's the, the, the beachfront. Hamagin alabria that protects the uh, the creation. Misakenes hamayim hazedonim shegalayam lo yishtefu that shouldn't be they shouldn't be drowned by the by the fierce by the fierce water. And then I just this is the middle of a, another paragraph there, but I just think it just brings it home. Bechol al shvas hayam marumos leelu sheinu b'madrega gavoyo shakochve hashemayim. Shvas hayam also refers to those people who are not the stars. We mentioned before that the stars are those people, those tzaddikim who are himel dekiyidin. They're people who are creating amazing things, they're doing amazing things. But most, most Jews are not in that situation, right? We're not, they're not at that level. Their avoida, this is how it comes into besides, besides the war against Esau, the external war against Esau, or the external war against Lavan, but in the internal war that each of us faces every day with our Yetzirah. We have that war all the time. So what is so what is our what is our vote in this world? We try to be we try to be better, right? We try to do less less bad things than I did yesterday, and maybe more good things than I did yesterday, right? That's that's the uh, in its simplest form. That's the that's the avod of every Jew when we wake up every morning, right? To be a little bit better and a little bit less bad than I was yesterday. That's 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 what we try to do. That's that's our avod in this world, and eventually, as we add to that, right? A person who is doing who's who's in who's in terrible places and he's doing terrible averus, he wakes up in the morning and says, okay, from this moment. On I'm at Sadi Maybe there have been Yechidim that have been able to pull that off. Maybe there's been a few. Not, yeah, 
No, Elizabeth and Duday. That's I, I always yeah. mix those two names up. So, so there are some who have been able to accomplish it. In general, it's not the right uh, program to get on. It doesn't work. It does. It may work for a day or two, but it doesn't sustain itself. The right way is to, it's it's a slow slogging process. But I'm trying to be a little better today, and then tomorrow I'll try to be a little better than I was the day before. And each day, that's our that's our war with the Yitzhar. That's our avoda. Lakach etzlam ha'ikar hu kayach achdus. How do you, what's the best way to be able to do this, to overcome the Ra? Is Achdus. I mean, the Piazetzna famously had, had, his, had his Chaburas that he always put them together to give each other Chizuk, but it's this idea of Achdus. Achdus of, 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 of davening in a shul with people that are like-minded and, 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 and going to a shir and to be, to be together. That Achdus, tapping into the Achdus, is the power that protects us from Esav and it protects us from the Yetzirah. K'mavur shezein yonay shalachor la'ashashvasayam. Ha'ashoymer umagin b'koyach ha'achdus shaloi. That it protects with its, with this uni, unity. Al kol abriya megalei ayam ha'ma'aymin lahatzav l'mechayis abriya. Val derech zeh koyach ha'achdus shal yehudim ha'muchadim yachad. The power of Jews who are together, who are like-minded, who stand together, it protects them from all of the waves. And also from the taivas that are very often like, we, we know that Chazal say that taivas are like water. They're like the waves of the ocean. They overwhelm a person. The way to do that is to have a chaver, to have a chavrusa, to have somebody that you could talk to when you, when you feel like you're about to lose that battle. To have that achtos, that achtos is, is, is very protective. The Yetzirah is always trying to, to attack. Yeah, Yaakov has the fight with the Sar Shalesov. And even there, when he knows he's losing, he can't walk away without at least trying to get in, to get in uh, uh, an injury into, on, onto Yaakov. That's his job. That's the Sarish of the Yitzhahara, the Satan. He, that's his job. He's trying to, he's trying to damage us. Lashmida Legamri. Ultimately, he wants to destroy him completely. Ayyadeh Yitzram Alpayim Betaibis Rise. Ayyadeh they're dark yetzers, and bad This is the highest koyach. That protects them, keeping them away from bad. But what's interesting here is, we start off on the, on the just, I just want to bring the two pieces together. But in the first piece he was talking about, we were referring to the people who don't have any, we, it doesn't seem like there's any redeeming qualities. Right? When we were referenced, we talked about the Kochve Aretz, the Kochve Hashemayim, those were the holy tzaddikim, those were the people who are on elevated levels. The dirt of the, war, of the land, we said maybe they're humble people, even if they're low people, but they have this power of tzmicha, of, of, of bringing forth new life. life. The, the, the sand on the sea, by the sea, seems to have, we start off, it has, seems to have no redeeming qualities. So it's, it's, it's maybe the emptiest Jews, the Jews who maybe on their own, it, it seems like, it's never possibly true about a Jew, but it may seem like, at least externally, that he doesn't, this, this is a Jew who doesn't, have, who doesn't have many redeeming qualities, right? He's not my type of Jew, he doesn't seem. Yet, what Yaakov Avinu was saying is, I want that protection of even those Jews standing together, even those Jews being to committed to be there together as one, even those Jews, that will protect. So even if it's, this is not a Jew who's, who's learned a lot of Torah, or who's done a lot of chesed, or maybe doesn't have a lot of, a lot of kedusha in his life. Right? That's how he described the Svasayam, the people who, they don't have, uh, there's, no, there's no obvious kedusha that we see. Yet when they stand together, when, Jew, when the Jewish people stand together, Esav can't touch us, Yishmael can't touch us, 
Lavan can't touch us. The Yitzhahara can't touch us. And that's, that's really the message. And, I've, and Yaakov Inu, because really, if you, if you think about it, and without the juxtaposition of those psukim, it maybe wouldn't be so obvious, but it doesn't seem like it's the one that Yaakov should have tapped into, right? It seems to be like the, the weakest of the three. But that's how we overcome these types of, these types of attacks. But it's a shame we should see the Achlis and Klai Yisrael continue, and it should push back all of these uh, waves, waves of the world that are trying to, trying to drown, drown us. And we should continue with that Achlis, that'd be Eskel Tzedek.